but just asking yourself, oh, do I have a direction that I want to go with my life? Mm. If no, why? If yes, what is it and why is that? Mm. And then, then you ask yourself, am I doing the proper necessary things that will bring me to where I want to be? Hey guys, and welcome to the Vision Explained podcast. Follow me as I document my journey of self-development and get to speak to different people and professionals from all backgrounds and pick their brains on topics such as mindset, business, relationships, and all things self-development. I hope you learned something new today and let's get to it. What's up, Bobby? Let's go. What's How you up? doing, bro? I'm good, you? Good, good, good. Listen, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast. Um, it's something that we were talking about for a while. You know, the idea of me having a podcast it's something that I pitched to you mm-hmm. a while ago, yeah. and you were super supportive as always. So yes. I really appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Um, so you know, briefly, just kind of tell like everybody where you're from, what you do, who you are. All right. So well, Chris Bob, uh, obviously, but people call me usually Bobby. A lot easier than to say Chris Bob. I'm from Montreal. I was born and raised in Montreal, and I am a professional dancer and choreographer. Okay. So why? What? What's the Chris Bob? How come people call you Bobby instead of Chris Bob? Oh. How come people call me Bobby instead of Chris Bob? Well, I usually pitch in that idea of just calling me Bobby just because it, it's easier to pronounce as opposed to Chris Bob because Chris Bob is such a difficult name to pronounce. And where'd you get Chris Bob? How'd your parents name you? Well, Chris my parents named So, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> my parents uh, decided to name me Chris at first because I was supposed to be born on December 25th, which is Christmas. And so they wanted to name me Chris, obviously, not obviously, actually, with a T, a silent T, they put a T. <laughs> And then in, I was born three hours later on Boxing Day. So in, instead of calling me just Chris, they wanted to use Boxing Day, involve it into my name, took the Chris from Christmas, box from Boxing Day, replace the X by mm. a B, go by order of holiday. So now it's Chris Bob. Oh my gosh. And so that's where your creativity first began. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. So listen, like, to get straight to it, you know, we, we've kind of both been on this like journey of self-development, mm-hmm. right? And it's uh, something that um, I'm very grateful to have you as a friend to be able to, you know, talk about those things with. But like, you know, when somebody hears like journey of self-development, like mm. what does that really mean? Mm. Well, I'd say it's very much like it, it says in the name, self-development, you develop your own self, but then do you develop yourself in terms of physicality, mentality, or any of spirituality as well? And I think the first thing that comes into mind for everybody would be mentality. But I'd say it's a a balance of all three mm. so that you can like grow each and every which aspect. So to create that balance is the start of understanding self-development, mm. I would say. That's how I view it. And it's just a matter of thinking about where you are aware of your life as well as where you are in correspondence to everybody else. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And so what made you, or like, what was your first step in starting this journey? What made you uh, be like, I think I have a couple of things I need to work on. Okay. That's funny. Well, funny and not funny. Obviously, the pandemic hit everybody pretty hard. It all starts from there. And for me, it started off actually by playing Animal Farm. No, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal really? Crossing. Yeah, yeah, it started okay. off with that. So it's like <laughs> okay. an indirect cost from that. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, it's going to last a few months. So I'm going to take this time to play video games and do whatnot. And then I played Animal Crossing for 
three weeks straight, literally nonstop. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was super into Everybody it. was playing that yeah, game. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I was super into it. And then after three weeks, I was like, I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> this is not, this is not sustainable. This is not good. And I started to feel very lethargic, very mm. lazy, very down in terms of energy. And then my girlfriend, Jazz, she also felt that way and she started to like look into things of what to do what could what else we could do during the pandemic mm. and she found this world summit where people invited public speakers to come in and there was a bunch of different public speakers never heard i was like oh, i never really oh, wow. was into that uh, i also found out a little bit skeptical but then i joined the zoom call it was free and i was like wow this is really interesting and then one guy picked me on interest and he talked about a guy named jim quick mm. who taught who teaches you how to read and Jazz was like, okay, let's, let's test out how, how, like, what's our reading speed. Hmm. And then my reading speed was, like, below average. Okay. Yeah, because the reading speed is, like, between 200 to 50 words per minute on average. Okay. Mine was, like, at 170. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Mm. And it piqued my interest. From there, I was like, okay. So I learned how to read properly. And after, I started reading more books, and I got more interested. And I used to hate reading. But then you only hate reading because you don't know which, which type of book you like, mm. you know. So I end up starting there that's interesting yeah. and it's actually a great point about the reading because i used to hate reading mm. i used to hate reading so much and it always came from from school like that was the only place that made me read and the types of book that you would read would be like um to kill a mockingbird <laughs> you know and then you would learn like why is the curtain blue or what yeah. like all these like little things that really don't matter yeah to me anyways yeah, it yeah. just didn't matter to me and i was like reading's not for me na na na. and also when i was on this journey i was like Oh, like when it interests you, like the book goes by so much faster. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's crazy. So you said that you've you've been reading more and more books. Mm -hmm. Do you have like what top three books would you say you would suggest to anybody starting? Ooh, top three books. To okay, to start, I'd say Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay. I'd say that's a given. Everybody knows that it's an easy read. It's very understandable and very straightforward. Mm -hmm. The other one would be Drive. I forgot the author, but it's about motivation mm. and it talks about what actually motivates people and what actually doesn't motivate people mm. and then what people think motivation is is not necessarily your motivation is the drive which is two completely different things mm. right and then the third one would be another easy book to start with would be limitless by jim quick mm. i think that's a really good beginner easy friendly book to start with very cool and like what are some of the lessons that you would say along your your journey i mean it's kind of like a never never ending journey yeah right but what would you say is uh are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way that have kind of shifted your your the way of seeing the world mm. you know because we come out and we see the world all in a specific way but as you learn you start to see things in a different light you know what's something mm -hmm. that or a couple things that you've noticed i see one thing which is like a big takeaway in general books all of them would be if you think about it when you read someone's book you're reading someone's entire experience like life experience mm. in a span of like 200 to 300 pages mm -hmm. they had to go through 70 years 50 to 70 years of life to be able to write this book and Crazy. you can get that from many different person you know so i think that's like the biggest life lesson to me is people have such a different perspective mm. and views on what things or how things should be and to absorb that and pick the one that connects with you the most mm. is very filled with actually it's very filled with gratitude you know you feel grateful that you're able to absorb all that yeah because back then they didn't have that but to your point, you know, taking, you mentioned about taking something that you resonate with the most, mm -hmm. you know, how important is that? Because I feel like the more you read all these books, 
the more that sometimes they'll contradict each other yeah or sometimes you'll read a book and be like this is the way mm-hmm. but to what extent are you like okay this i'm going to take from this person this maybe not or do you just go and dive in and like absorb everything and try everything or how does it work oh for yeah you? actually i absorb everything and i try everything to see if it connects with me mm. like with my feelings or my emotions and also to see like if i were to apply whatever this book says with myself to somebody else mm. how would i feel if i feel weird in a sense where oh this is kind of this kind of awkward i know that this whatever this book told me to apply to doesn't really match with me okay but then when i try it it's like oh it's kind of cool it's like kind of interesting that in that sense it's a new thing that i try that connects with me mm. yeah okay interesting so you you change depending on what you learn exactly right? you don't you adapt to yeah to exactly things yeah and that's the thing i like the word change because i feel like every year i change little by little you know mm. but like from my early 20s from 20 to 25 i feel like i stayed the same person but then 25 to 26 i i'm different 26 27 i'm different and then it just keeps on going what would you say is the biggest change that you've noticed in yourself oh when i first started when i first started like from 25 to 26 it like completely shifted i i went from someone who live a life of day by day kind of going with the flow mm. to now like oh i organize my week i schedule certain things i make sure that like now what i'm doing is with intention and with purpose as opposed to before it just goes by whatever came first mm. you know and i feel that taking things in taking the time to sit down reflect on it see what you learn from it and then move forward with that is also another big lesson because before you just take you never really learn anything. Hmm. You like absorb information. Oh, that's kind of cool. And you move on, move on. But you take the time to reflect on it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and you have like a designated time for that. Is there something you just say? I were to tell you something right now, and it mm. was to you'd be like, "Oh, that's interesting." Would you ponder right away? Would you go home and reflect on it? Do you journal? Like, how is your reflecting? Oh, I, see. I guess it depends on the the load of the information. Interesting. If it's if it's something that like is really digging deep into my thoughts, then I'll put it aside for now. Go home, reflect on it. Mm. You know, but now that i'm now that i'm thinking about that actually the other thing that is super interesting in self-development is your setback time for me at least is now bigger what do you mean so for example let's say at the, before before self-development i would like let's say i grow like this and then i'll have a break or a setback like just to reset my energy and then go back and go back but now my time of setback and reset of energy is like longer in terms of time so I stay longer in the setback and reset. Setback in the time in terms of like you need a break. Not necessarily a break, a time to not move forward necessarily, and to just like ponder and think about like what happened mm. or reflect on the information that I received. Do you have any examples that you could give? So let's say, okay, let's say I take dance for example. Let's say before I would take a class, learn the choreo. Go back home, run it a few times, and then, okay, that's kind of cool. Now I can move on. Mm-hmm. But now I will go take a class, learn the choreo, take a lot of time to perfect it, to mm-hmm. go over it, to understand the musicality, and then move forward after. I feel like by refining the knowledge or the information that you absorb, mm. refining to its utmost capabilities, then you really took the value of that class, mm. and then you move forward with it. Interesting. So yeah. do you feel any shift in your career as a dancer and choreographer since you started this self-development journey oh 100 percent. really yeah 100 makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah and how so i feel like now i absorb information a lot better already before in terms of body info like my absorption of movement or repetition or rehearsals 
it was good, but because I'm now more aware of how I am as a person, how I function, mm. how I absorb information, I go through that process more efficiently and more productively so that now when I absorb the information, it stays. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't disappear as fast as it would mm. before. Because you're a lot more conscious of what's going exactly. on. You're not kind of just going through the motions. You're asking yourself why. Yeah, exactly. And how important would you say that is to ask yourself why? I think that's something that I've realized recently of like, you, you gain information from here and from here, this person, that person. And sometimes, you know, the person is very credible, mm -hmm. right? But do you ever ask yourself, like, why is this the right information? Like, why am I doing this? Like, why is this step done in this yes. way? And I feel like that's something that we have as kids, mm -hmm. as children, like growing up, we're just so curious. Yeah. You know, we always talk about like uh, parents always talk about this why phase yeah. that, that people are in. Like, where are we here? Why? Because this, why? Because mm -hmm. this, why? And it gets annoying. But at the same time, it's that curiosity from being a child that's so beautiful and that allows you to learn about life. So why do you think we lose that? Oof. I would say, I'd say it's a couple of things. I think it depends on the circumstances of every children because everybody's like raised differently. Mm -hmm. So it could be the parents, it could be the school system, it could be your surrounding, your friends. Mm. Like someone could be like, oh, stop asking why, like it's getting annoying. Mm. And as a human being, you want to be part of a group or else you're going to feel ostracized. Mm. So if you want to be part of this group and this group doesn't like what you're asking questions, you're going to start asking questions. Mm. And that could go with parents, that could go with school. And school, at least from when I was in school, people would be like, I'll oh, stop asking questions. Like, just listen to your teacher and go keep going. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's kind of like, those are like the start of why children would stop asking why. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like it's a societal pressure, yeah. right? Or just like, they just, it just gets annoying, mm -hmm. I guess, right? To always ask the same questions. And it's just interesting because, you know, as you go, in general, as you get older, you lose your creativity, you lose, you lose your curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's cool as dancers and as artists is that we try to keep that creativity and we yeah. push that creative muscle mm -hmm. more and more. Um, you touched briefly on the fact that, um, you know, if you're part of the wrong circle, you may feel ostracized. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've dealt with before? Is it something that, um, you know, perhaps you're dealing with now? How important is your circle? Ooh, circle is definitely important. I would say I never really felt or experienced the feeling of ostracized or like being rejected in terms of uh, being part of a community or part of a group. I would say that back then I would be more of a person who automatically adapted to the circle. Okay. But I still kept like my values and my principles. It's just that I was easily influenced back then. Mm. And with time I saw that, oh, I'm starting to shift to someone that I don't really connect with as a person myself. So because of self-development, I was more aware of like my actions back then. Oh, wow, I did that because of this. Mm. I did that because of this. Now I need to make sure that I don't repeat that mistake moving on forward with my Interesting. life. Interesting. Yeah. So you kind of reflected back with the knowledge you have today, you reflected back. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. And did you just do that on your own? Because I know that might be something that like a therapist will do, for mm. example. You know, I'd say both. I'd say it was on my own. <coughs> and I would say other times would be people asking me questions or about my past. And then from that, it would click in my head. Oh, wow. I never realized I did that because of this. Mm. You know, and it actually, I like to touch base also on when you keep asking like, oh, if we should ask ourselves why. And you were like repeating the questions. Why, why, why? And I remember taking this uh program with this intensive to, um, uh, to be a coach and then my coach he was like the best thing you can do is this exercise called the seven whys the seven whys the seven whys interesting yeah so 
when someone approaches you and they have an issue or they have something that bugs them, you ask them why. So then they tell you a reason and you ask again, why, why that reason? And you dig deeper. It, it's always by the seventh on average why that the actual reason that they gave the first time is not actually the actual reason. Oh, wow. So you keep on digging deeper, oh and, my deeper God. and deeper and deeper and deeper and you realize, oh my God, this is why I have this problem. <laughs> it's not because of the first thing I thought. It's just that that's just a surface level. Mm. So seven whys. That's crazy. And in essence, that's just you letting them talk. Exactly. Because you're not doing anything. No. You're just saying the same word seven times. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, like you literally don't know anything. I honestly don't know anything. So when I meet my clients or when I talk to them and they, they bring me their problem, I ask them why mm. and why. And then at the end of the day, the person who actually knows the answer is them because I did not live their life. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, you know, when you when you onboard clients for the first time, why do they want to see you even? Like what's the purpose mm, i see i see uh i'd say it's more maybe they saw that something is going on in their life or they're just tired of a certain aspect of their life whether mm -hmm. it's their lifestyle or the people around them and you never i never go towards a client to oh do you want to be do you want to be my client do you want me to be a coach mm -hmm. it's more letting them come to, letting them come to you in a sense where they at a point that they are just tired mm. because you can never want it more than them themselves absolutely yeah so i guess that's how they found we found ourselves towards each other interesting and what is something without giving away your whole system what's yeah. something that you know you you try to implement at the for the client in the first round you know that maybe somebody oh, at home can work on for themselves that maybe they can't afford to get a coach maybe they're mm. still looking to get into self-development you know what's something for them that they can do that can start getting them to think Maybe just asking themselves why oh, seven yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's actually pretty good. Asking yourself why seven times. But I think the biggest thing is asking yourself, do you have a goal? It doesn't have to be mm. a grand goal. It could be something very small. It could be medium. It could be big. It's, you don't even have to have a goal. But just asking yourself, oh, do I have a direction that I want to go in my life? Mm. If no, why? If yes, what is it? And why is that? Mm. And then... Then you ask yourself, am I doing the proper necessary things that will bring me to where I want to be? Mm. So let's say I take the case of someone who doesn't have a goal. You ask yourself why you find what, whatever it is. And then you go back to someone who has a goal. And then you ask yourself, okay, what do I need to do to get to this? And then the biggest question, actually, that I, I forgot which book I read it from, but it's a really good book. And it says, don't think about, don't think about the only thing that you have to do is also what kind of person do you have to become in order to accomplish the goal. Mm, is Be that not Atomic Habits? Oh, maybe it's Atomic Habits. Yeah, I know he talks yeah. about briefly. Maybe it's, about maybe it's Atomic about Habits. But basically, let's say you are yourself right now, when you reach a goal, the reason why it's a goal is because you're not that person yet, mm. right? You can't, if if you were that person, then who you are now, you would automatically reach, reach, reach the goal. Mm. Yeah, so in that sense, it's more, who is that person? Who is that evolved form of you? when that goal is reached. So asking yourself again, who do I need to become in order to reach the goal? Mm. And that kind of lines up to like, you know, the whole concept of like manifesting, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Like trying to bring these things into your life, which is an interesting point. I feel like it's obviously, some people take manifesting as, if I just hope for a long time, yeah. these things will come. <laughs> but it's a mix of stuff. It's a mix of, you know, doing the work necessary to attain your goal mm -hmm. and also putting yourself in that m mental state of I am this person. Yeah. I do deserve this. Yeah. Um, envisioning, you know, what it is that you want exactly and making that tangible and 
and thus your goal will come to fruition. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And actually, with that too, it's not necessarily just saying, like, I am that person. Because obviously, you just don't change like that, no. right? You're not going to say, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm a wealthy person. The next day, you can become a witch. Yeah. No, it's more keeping the wealthy mindset. And so, by keeping the wealthy mindset, is what are the traits? and qualities of a wealthy person hey guys if you're enjoying this podcast please do me a quick favor and leave a review it's the only way this little podcast can grow and help more people on their journey of self-development thank you so much and let's get back to the show yeah so you try to adapt to those in your own way with your own life Mm -hmm. amazing so you do a lot of things yes (laughs) (laughs) you 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 know you dance professionally you choreograph you um you have your coaching business and everything's going amazing for you so yes, far it's yes beautiful yes. so my question to you is you know how do you manage Oof. how do you manage with all that how do you uh recommend staying organized when you have all these things mm. going on at the same time i would say obviously everybody knows the term time management obviously is easier said than done so i would say is what i have is a book called productivity planner okay. you can find it indigo or chapters <laughs> Shout and out. yeah and basically it, it tells you every week what are the most five important tasks that you need to do and if you complete those you'll be satisfied with your week hmm. so i i always write that down every single week but then if you go on a grander scale you look at the year and then you see yourself okay what do i want to get throughout this year and then after you decide that you break it down to months to weeks to days and then with that especially the productive the productivity planner book i use that break it down and see what I need to do. And then you ask yourself again, why? <laughs> why do I need to do this? Do I really need to do this? And if not, you scratch it off. Mm. You know? And I think I had the, a hard time with this the longest because back then I would always sleep at like 3, 4 a.m. You know, as a dancer, oh, yeah. you end up dancing until 3, 4 a.m., wake up at noon. And But now I shifted my schedule to sleeping at around 11, midnight, wake up at 7, 8 and that has been honestly life-changing yeah because when you wake up it's so tranquil the morning Mm. everybody is still sleeping you know that like you woke up by yourself and okay i'm awake before everybody or the majority of everybody and then you can go on for your Mm -hmm. your day you have that time for yourself yes exactly that's funny because i was never a morning person neither was i right yeah but i also became one Mm -hmm. and i agree with you i think it's like the most wonderful sometimes i'm excited to sleep because i get to wake up early (laughs) you know what i mean um but then again like there still is that part of me that's like it's so used to going to bed late Mm -hmm. from like all the rehearsals and stuff so but no i definitely understand where you're coming from that's it's definitely been life-changing and would you suggest i think people are different like i was gonna say do you suggest like everybody should wake up early but people are kind of different different. i wouldn't say everybody has to but try Mm. at least before you're rejecting the idea and try for more than one day yeah because the first day is gonna suck exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly try for more than one day try for at least a month you know a lot of people say that it takes a certain amount to get a habit but actually it very depends on the habit it depends on you how much you want the habit because for me if something i know is super interesting and i see that it gives the benefit then I'll, I can click right away and like, okay, it becomes a habit. Mm. You know, for example, it becomes a habit. So How? this is funny, actually. My girlfriend has always been wanting me to get into skincare. Okay. And I try it for a week. I was like, oh, okay, this doesn't do nothing to me. And then I was like, okay, try again and again and again. And it never passed on. But then the reason why is because it's coming from a girl. So obviously a girl 
would value more skincare for different reasons that a guy would, mm. right? So I, I was trying to understand the importance of skincare based on the girl's perspective mm. or based on my girlfriend's perspective specifically. But then Renee, our friend, I saw him at a hangout and I saw that his skin was glowing. <laughs> Shining like a polished <laughs> rock, okay. and I'm asking him, "What did you do?" He's like, "I have a skincare routine." He's like, "Damn, this is a result. Okay. This makes sense, you know." Because usually a girl starts their skincare routine like since they're teenagers. Yeah. So for you, it's like, okay, this is how you always look, right? Because you took care, you took care of your skin. Mm. But when you see a guy go from like a a sandbag skin to like a freaking like wax <laughs> texture, shout out Renee. Yeah, shout out Renee. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, what what did you do? And then I was like, okay. I also want to have my skin look wow. like that, you know? So the, right, right after, yeah, right after that, I was like, I got to get a skincare routine. And then from then, it just stuck. And so seeing the guy's perspective is what made you exactly. really, okay, yeah. Because usually when you see, when you tell a guy to do a skincare routine, he's going to try, so oh, it does nothing and it doesn't really feel any difference. And then he does it and you see the difference, you see the result. Mm. You know? So how, how impactful would you say your, your girlfriend has been in your journey of self-development you said that she's the one who kind of introduced you to everything mm -hmm, exactly honestly if it maybe i would have found out another, another way because i feel like me as a person i've always been about growing and learning especially like in sports mm -hmm. but i never thought about mentality that's true you haven't yeah. always been that type of person yeah so i never really thought about mentality so i feel like if it weren't for her finding like the, that summit that we went into like maybe myself development journey would have been would have never happened or happened later mm. so honestly it's really thanks to her introducing that aspect mm. into my life and has she always been on that journey or it's something that she found that she wanted to share with you oh something that she found she wanted to share with me mm. because we were both playing animal crossing together okay yeah, for three weeks <laughs> <laughs> going back yeah literally like we played that game <coughs> for three weeks straight intense mm. and after three weeks we were like we can't live like this wow anymore. Yeah. That's cool that you guys, you know, started that. Me my girlfriend and I also kind of started it together. I was also uh it was I always intrigued me and such and yeah. like it was something that I kind of wanted to do, not really and same thing during the pandemic. I was yes. like, well, I have all this time. Exactly. And it's so easy to get lost in like I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, especially like when you're just going back and forth between teaching and rehearsals or yeah. this and, and this applies to anybody, not just dancers, of course. Yeah. And having that time to sit down and reflect has definitely been life-changing um i would say um but with all that how do you maintain a healthy work life relationship balance Oof, okay or is that necessary for you i'd say it is definitely necessary mm -hmm. although to be completely honest i feel like right now i don't have that balance mm. right now I w i'm very in the in the work phase and everything else is like a little bit less than what i would like it to be okay yeah obviously you want everything to be balanced but i think at a certain point, you have different phases of your life. Mm. Where, for example, when you start a relationship, you put everything in the relationship. You're, you're in that honeymoon phase, but then as you grow older, then the relationship matures. You both understand that, okay, you both have something to focus on yourself first, making yourself happy with what you want, so you can then make each other happy. Because mm. if you're already unhappy individually, together is not gonna work. Mm -hmm. you know, at that point, you just rely on someone else to bring happiness to you. So I would say it's very much of finding and deciding, write down how much time you want to spend on each aspect of your life. Mm. Your career, your work, your family, your relationships, your significant others and all that stuff. And that includes also like your friends. Like how much time do you actually want to spend time with your friends? How mm -hmm. much time do you actually want to spend time with your family? Once you decide that for yourself and you see, okay, this makes sense. 
of how my life is right now and how I want to go about things, then that is your balance. Mm. Balance doesn't mean 25% on each aspect. Okay, so yeah. what does that mean for you today? So let's say if we were to narrow this down to, in what's an average seven-day week look like for you? Ooh, average seven-day week. I would say, so wake up every morning, do my little morning freestyle, and <laughs> go straight to work. Mm. Go straight to work, which is whether it's like organizing an event, organizing a performance, doing rehearsals, and stuff like that. I'd say... Most of my work is done in the morning from around 8 to noon. Mm-hmm. And then I eat lunch, give myself an hour. And after that, from around 1 to 3, 4 p.m., it's more light work. It's like work that doesn't really mean anything crazy big, such as like doing the laundry. Okay, yeah. Or, yeah, exactly, doing the laundry or doing the little answering emails just to keep me myself moving active because that's when food coma hits me. Okay, yeah. So when I feel like very lethargic, where I feel very lazy, and it just gets me moving. And okay. then going back to around 4 or 5 p.m. till 7, 8, I would say. Or maybe 7 because I eat supper. So 5 to 7 is like a little a little tiny final push on like the big things. Mm-hmm. Eat from 7 to 8 around. And then after that, if I have anything like left undone, I would do them if I can. If I see that it's taking too long, I keep it for the next day. Okay. Yeah. So that's like an average day. Yes. So in, in that sense, let's say if we were to divide it into percentages of... You know, in the week, one day is for my relationship, two days is for work, three oh, days is... Oh, I see. How I does see. that work in your... I would say if we were to compile it that way, um, I would say five days, like a good... Yeah, a good five days, like kind of like the nine to seven, mm-hmm. I would say, it's um, work. Mm-hmm. Work, yeah, work and dance, mm-hmm. basically. So coaching and dance. And in the evening is mostly set up for uh, relationship time or like being with your significant other or sometimes chilling with friends. So if I accumulate that, it would be like maybe two days. Mm-hmm. So I'd say five days is really work. Two days is really like downtime. Nice. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just interesting to know. And like you said, we have kind of different phases mm-hmm. in our life. And, uh, you know, we both love to listen to podcasts and I've been listening to uh, Alex Hormozzi recently and something that he said or his wife said was that, um, you know, you're kind of in different seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. or phases of your life. And Layla was speaking about this and speaking about being in a season of no. Yeah. And just meaning that like, because I'm so concentrated on my career Mm -hmm. and my personal things at the moment, then it's okay for me to say no. Yes. And I don't necessarily have to give an explanation or a reason you know if you say come to my birthday party and i say no i'm, I'm in a season of no right now yeah. you know just having that person understand mm-hmm. and you know that's why i never take it to heart if somebody is not available for something yeah. that i would do from time to time just because out of respect if i see that person working i'm like i get it yeah exactly. you know what i mean like i yes. understand entirely um i think that's an important part of your circle yes right 100 of having people that are comfortable with that and understanding and not going to push you to like, oh, no, but just this once or mm-hmm. just this, you know, my yeah. understanding of your goals. Um, what's your circle like right now? Oh, interesting. Well, I actually, well, obviously you, you know, <laughs> but I think we pretty much agree on this uh, quote and information that is mentioned a lot is that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And I'd say right now my circle is very, very small. I'd say even less than five people in the sense of who I speak frequently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have a lot of people who do inspire me, do motivate me. 
but it's more like we always see each other in the work setting mm-hmm. and i see like see each other like oh we are discussing something yeah. just to like see what our thoughts are mm-hmm. thoughts on and I'd say it's mostly like around three four people that i can think of now i would say i have five mm. but definitely is something important to consider of because if you're with people who don't have any ambitions ask yourself like even if you have ambitions are those people affecting you because mm-hmm. you can ask yourself oh you can tell yourself oh those people don't really affect me but at the end of the day do they or do they not mm-hmm. you know try to surround yourself with someone who have ambitions honestly that's the scariest part actually because yes i i'm uh, i've always told myself that i'm a very goal-oriented person yeah or very ambition risk risk-taking and i was with friends who were not like that as much but then when i put myself in an environment where people were like that it was very scary because it showed me that it, what I was doing wasn't not that it wasn't enough it wasn't where I actually wanted to be mm. I just thought okay I am where I want to be but then when I saw this person who takes more risk but who understands how to take risks and how to go towards a goal I was like wow okay I want to be like that okay yeah and that is a first step to your evolution mm, that's a great point yeah that's a great point and I think you never want to be quote-unquote like the best exactly around in your in your mm-hmm. circle right and you know in business they talk about that a lot like if you want to get to a million dollars like you need to hang around people who make a million dollars right or same same concept yes um that doesn't mean that we're we disregard you know people who don't have the same ambitions as mm-hmm. us but it's just naturally in the flow of things you'll just lean towards or be more attracted towards those who have the same goals as yes you, exactly right and i think that's something that's important to know sometimes people are like think that that just means like you need to cut off people immediately i think you just need to diversify and like be with other people and like as we grow and especially in this journey like you're not going to be the same person you were at 20 like you explained exactly right so i think there's nothing wrong with still hanging with you know people that that were with you at that point um but i also believe that you'll start to notice a difference within yourself yeah when you're in that circle exactly you know, yes. you're kind of questioning yourself yeah. or being like, whoa, like, I don't really want to talk about this right now. Like, I'd rather exactly. talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You exactly. Know? Yeah. 100%. So like. I think it completely depends. What would you say is a mistake that people make when entering their journey of self-development? Ooh, a mistake. See, that's the question where you have to take more time to ponder, mm. to think about it. Because now is... It could be different for everybody too, because mm-hmm. then is what did you? What was your first step to self development? Did you take a self a first step to your finances, to mm-hmm. your health, mm-hmm. to your body? So I'd say that if I were to really think about it, and on top of my head right now, the mistake is not to talk about it with someone who is not in self development. Interesting. Because if you read something, you're like, "Wow, this is really interesting." And I say, let's say manifestation is a perfect example for that mm. because a lot of people are skeptical, I'd say, what manifestation or they don't really believe it or they're like, oh, you're just saying whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say, oh, I found manifestation super interesting. And you talk to somebody who is not really into that. It's like, oh, what are, what are you saying? Like, I think, I think you're just being ridiculous. Yeah. And because you're not someone who has a solid foundation of how you are as a person yet because you just started, you're like, oh, okay, you're probably right. Mm. That would be the first mistake. Yeah. So to go to somebody who is or has done this before and really see their perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. That applies to everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. That applies to everything, whether it be like 
getting relationship advice from somebody who's divorced exactly or which is not bad you can definitely learn something from that or like rather getting relationship advice from somebody who's never been in a relationship mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i think that's also the problem of like you know i found myself sometimes to be in situations where i needed advice on a certain thing but there was nobody around me not necessarily that i wanted to speak to but that could help me on said topic mm -hmm. right whether it be yeah. business whether it be relationship whether it be life yeah and i think that's something that's that I've been struggling with is finding, you know, we talk about you're the average of the five people you hang out with, but like, let's say you want to find and diversify. Yeah. How? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, do that. Okay. How? <laughs> right. But I think what I've realized is just, you obviously you have to put yourself in situations where those people will be. Mm -hmm. And if you're an introvert, it's going to be harder for you. You have to kind of come out of your mm -hmm. shell a little bit. Um, yeah. Put yourself in those, in those areas, go to, um, summits like you talked about yes. speak with people there or just like go on discord yeah join discord there's so many like discord communities of like-minded individuals that you can start with there um so that would be my advice to somebody who's like trying to reach out and like meet to people meet more people because i know that's something that was really hard for me in the beginning and mm. you still learn you learn all the time yeah right yeah 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so for you what would be something that is a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that has most impacted your life? Anything? Mm. I would say it'd be a book. A book. Yes. Any specific book? Those are three that you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, but I didn't buy them at the beginning. I would say, I actually don't remember the first book I read. Oh no, I do remember. It was a book about athletes actually. Mm. And it wasn't the best book I would say, but it was the best at the time because that was my first book. Mm. I thought it was really interesting, but it made me, because when I read that book, there are a lot of things that I agree and disagree with. And I was like, okay, is this, are, are all these books like that? Because at the end of the day, you need someone who can also disagree with you. Mm. Because it makes you think, oh, am I actually right in my position? Interesting. So that book, even though it might not have been the best book for me to read, it was the best book in order to click. It made me think about like, oh, are my beliefs actually mm. right? It opened that door. It opened that door, exactly. And it brought me to looking at other books. But actually that book was given to me as a gift. So that wasn't a $100 purchase. <laughs> still, <laughs> yeah, exactly. still counts. Yeah, it still counts. <laughs> but I'd say like, honestly, books. Books. Yeah. And you know, some people don't necessarily digest information through books, mm -hmm. but there's audiobooks. Audiobooks, podcasts. Podcasts, I would say is the biggest one. Cause for me, when I listen to audiobooks, half the time they put me to sleep. Mm. The person reading it is just like, so when I get an audiobook, I like to make sure that it's the actual author you know, mm -hmm. whether it's like Gary Vee with his audiobook, it was mm -hmm. him. Um, Kevin Hart, it was him. Alex Hormozzi. And like those were so much more engaging mm -hmm. um, versus somebody else who's a lot more monotone. Personally, it's something that's hard for me. So podcast is always a great yeah. way. Yes. Amazing. Where can everybody reach you? Oh, Instagram. Instagram. Instagram at ChrisBob underscore food. Tight. Is there anything coming up that, that you're working on that you want to share for your um, coaching business? If anybody ooh. like wants to you know, get in touch with you, Instagram. Honestly, yeah. If you're looking for a coach, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm not making anything crazy big right now. I'm currently under a contract doing that and also have my current clients, so not looking to create or make anything big in terms of movement. But if you feel like you need some advice, don't be afraid to reach out because also like literally, don't be afraid to reach out. Like don't be, don't think like, oh, like I'm wasting this person's time or I need to pay for something. Hmm. I don't care. I don't care. If I can help you in any way possible at the beginning, 
I'll do it. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome, bro. It was great having you. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, of course.